sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Sports professor Riccardo, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports Professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports on the record with a tremendous time for us. Baseball's starting again. Football, free agency, basketball, hockey, close to playoffs, March Madness. All Wrigley positive from a business perspective. That's why we do the deal-making issues. Three to one. Three. Live Golf and Easy Post announce a global partnership that begins at the Mayakoba event last week, kicking off Live. They're built to work together. Easy Post prominently integrated into league broadcasts. Live Golf uh, social content and on-course signage at the 2023 event. Built specifically to meet modern shipping challenges, the Utah-based software company innovated best-in-class solution. The bottom line is they have a marketing need, and Live seems to satisfy them as they move on to the WB Network and their TV deal. Two. The National Cycling League announced a strategic partnership with Wahoo Fitness. Two years, the two co-ed professional cycling teams, the Denver Disruptors and the Miami Knights, train and compete extensively with Wahoo products and software. The groundbreaking device ecosystem allows for the National Cycling League to take an innovative approach to professional cycling in the U.S. They're moving forward in a lot of positive ways to generate some really important sponsors, not only today, but in the future, one. we're dealing with soccer all the way through the rest of the podcast, by the way. The Premier League closes in on a 500 million euro deal with video game maker EA. The Sky Sports News understands the commercial strength has helped convince the would-be defectors who consider joining the European Super League in 2021. The Premier League is the most financially robust league in world football. Feature teams and players from the world's top leagues. Premier League and EA have had commercial ties dating back to 1998. The New York-listed video game company, market value about $330 billion, been a lead partner of the Premier League since 2016. The new tie-up comes as Liverpool and Man U draw interest from potential new investors in a multi-billion pound valuations as they move forward. So, as we understand, Bottom line is soccer, international, really important. But how about the women's game? Don't look now, but the World Cup is rapidly approaching in New Zealand this summer. And Annie Mitchell-Reed, the Director of Strategic Partnerships and Business for the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association, in 19, 2019, she led an integrated uh, approach to moving forward rooted in equal pay marketing campaign featuring a sponsorship and licensing program with the National Team PA that resulted in 4 billion impressions worldwide. Inspired by the work with them, 
She brought her years of experience managing campaigns and partnerships in sports and consumer packaged goods to the PA in 2021. Here she is, Annie Mitchell-Reed, talking about soccer, global, mega events, and all things World Cup. So tell us about, obviously, your role and your business, women's soccer prolific enough, but describe your day. Yeah, so we um, at the Players Association represent the players as their union. I feel like that's a little bit more um, familiar for people. So, you know, we negotiate their collective bargaining agreement, make sure that uh, everything's being enacted under that. But the other side of what we do is enhancing the earnings of those players. Uh, So we have a licensing business that does that, utilizes the group NIL to make our women money off fields. And you all have been in the headlines in many significant ways, clearly. So describe first the distinction. The U.S. women's national team is the team that will represent America uh, four months from now in Australia, New Zealand. That's an exciting time. Yeah, that's right. Kicks off July 20th. Um, And so our players, our membership will represent the country in the World Cup and then next year in Paris for the Olympics. Yeah, and only 4 billion impressions worldwide. It's not that big a number. <laughs> I'm no. kidding. It's, it's huge. And, and obviously, coming off of a, uh, a fairly successful uh, national experience uh, on Black Friday and beyond in Qatar, the men's team making it to the uh, a knockout round. And I would assume tide lifts all boats. You were yes. all there cheering for the men. Absolutely. Rising tide lifts all boats. That excitement that everyone was feeling here for the Men's World Cup is just a wave we're going to ride into the ramp up for the Women's World Cup as defending champions this summer. Yeah, the difference may be they're in the wave and they'll survive. You're at the tip of the wave and you're usually first to shore. A hard metaphor to understand, but we all (laughs) believe that we all know Megan Rapinoe. We all know Brandi Chastain and we all know Mia Hamm. And your job, I guess, segueing specifically yours is, among other things, to uh, protect and perpetuate the brand, uh, make sure it's properly licensed, and make sure with the agents that they have individually that they're protected? That's right. So we work fairly closely with agents, um, not so much on any of their individual deals, but our lane is the group. So we're protecting the brand of the group Uh, all of the players, the entire team, however that number fluctuates, however those names fluctuate, um, our job is to represent those players and protect the brand of the group where agents do that for individual players. Now, your experience in 2019, you led that integrated marketing program uh, rooted in equal pay. Obviously, it's not hard to understand why. And not only was it successful from a brand impressions perspective, but it was successful because of the recent settlement and the recent moving. I think it's successful. Anyway, most of the industry does. Uh, tell me where it is and where it's going. Um, I mean, I think our, our biggest off-field achievement to date was earning equal pay last year, achieving okay. equal pay through collective bargaining with the men, right? But that is work that won't stop. There are many other things that we would like to see achieved for our players. And we also want to spread that on a global level. We are one of very few federations that have equal pay, uh, and we'd like to see that change. So it's something that's important to our players. It's something that's important to our players association, in addition to other gains for our membership as well. Uphill climb worth pursuing, no doubt, but uphill climb that has a successful ending in your mind? 
I think so. I mean, even from that 2019 campaign, right, it was very, very clear that that equality and equity is a message that resonates with people. It resonates with consumers. It resonates with people outside of sports. There are people that know our players and what they stand for because of what they've done off the field in equity. And I think it's only up from here. Not being cynical about this, but just being practical, there are two pieces to this. The one is feeling good and feeling that equity is important. We all understand that, or hopefully a lot of us do. And then second is the economic equity. So from the sponsorship perspective, are we feeling like the sponsorship of women athletes generally and soccer players specifically uh, is catching up? I think it's I think it's improving. I wouldn't say it's catching up yet. I think there's a lot more opportunity there. I mean, even from a media state, right? We're still only seeing about four or five percent of coverage versus men's sports. So I think there's a lot of improvement, room for improvement. But um, given the types of brands that we have been attracting, the numbers of conversations that we're having within soccer, and then what you're seeing even outside of that with the W uh, and other women's sports, I think it's well on its way, and I'm optimistic. So getting out ahead and staying creative is obviously one of your hallmarks, and you need to do that with the assets that you've got. In that spirit, talk about gambling for a minute. Uh, Is there there an opportunity uh, to... uh, uh, capture the excitement of the women's team uh, from a gaming perspective. Four years ago, I don't think you had the the potential to do that as you do today. So, are there steps that are are uh, you're taking to to take advantage of that? Yeah, I think we're exploring how to do that. Right, how to do that responsibly, knowing that gambling can be something that is an issue for people and was for a long time a category that was blackballed. So there's some exploratory conversations that we're having. We want to make sure that we're doing it in the right way, but we also want to make sure that that's something that our players want. So I think as we have these conversations with partners and figure out what the first step into gambling is, um, there'll be more to come. But I think, you know, right now we're in explore mode. The irony of the explore mode, and I was remembering doing that in the leather helmet days when I was working with the NFL, I was told to explore for stadium funding, but don't explore too hard. (laughs) And now it's explore, but make sure that you don't make any major mistakes and you better capture some revenue because you don't want the next guy exploring. Is that that kind of day-to-day with you? Yep, yep, that's exactly (laughs) right. Still the same. Well, listen, sometimes history doesn't make any changes. I am sure that you will be out front, can't wait for the World Cup, and can't wait to see this women's brand go even further than the past brand in the future. Annie Mitchell-Reed, Director of Strategic Partnerships for Business and Development and Business for U.S. Women's National Team Players Association. It's been great to see you. Thank you very much. Well, Annie Mitchell-Reed gives us some perspective on the entire world of women's soccer, post-equal pay negotiations, and it looks really bright. Let's look at the Sports Gaming Minute. The Missouri Sports Betting Bills advance past one particular obstructionist senator. The SB1 sponsor, Danny Hoskins, Denny Hoskins, spoke on the Senate floor for more than an hour, saying the Senate does not support gaming in Missouri. I'll be an obstructionist till I got my way, he says. Last year, the similar bill uh, cruised through the House before it was derailed in the Senate. In this particular a uh, person filibustered sports betting legislation to the floor for three hours. The legislation establishes a 10% sports betting tax, and the legislatures in the Senate Appropriations Committee 
expressed a desire to separate the issues, the riverboats, uh, 13 uh, casinos in the state, and the tax numbers, again, we'll have to see how that all shakes out, but Missouri looks like it's the next state to go through this process. Now your Tech Minute. A call X raises about $5.5 million to launch a sports trading card marketplace. The group launched in January last year the artificial intelligence-powered app available for iPhone and Android allows users to scan cards and receive an immediate valuation. The company initially focused on sports-based collectibles, and the bottom line is that trading cards and collectible items have seen a massive increase in popularity in the last two years. It's revitalizing an industry that only looks to grow and expand. That's your Sports Tech Minute. Finally, as always, we look at the good sports issues this week and also good sports issues down the road. So, the tennis legend, Serena Williams, named Jackie Robinson Award winner recipient for the 54th NAACP Image Awards, fashion brand S by Serena, celebrates body positivity and female empowerment. DraftKings expands Rainmaker's NFT fantasy game with the PGA Tour, and they recently overhauled the mobile application and official website in a bid to drive fan engagement. First season of the Full Swing documentary launched in on Netflix earlier this month, and by the way, what a series. The Seattle Kraken partner Muckleshoot Indian Tribe for with a new uh, jersey ad and the senior VP of local government relations for the Kraken looked at the gathering as the start of a long-term lasting partnership for an organization sought to be more progressive than hockey at large. Dolphins Byron Jones said he can't run or jump due to injuries and issues a stern warning to future players and he talked about how the bottom line is watch your body and we'll have to see what happens with uh, Byron Jones and the Dolphins in the future. And The Zone hires Mike Watson after the 11 organization acquisition committed to the bottom line of global expansion for telecommunications. He was chief executive of UK Telecommunications from BT's TV division and The Zone investing in developing a sports entertainment league and offer setting new standards. And the bottom line is they're going to be doing significant things both in and out of philanthropy. I'd like to thank Annie Mitchell-Reed for donating her time to focus on soccer down the road, especially World Cup. I'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for helping us put this podcast together. I'd like to thank you all for listening and watching. And join us next week when we stay on the record and go inside the one3 trillion dollar business of sports. I'm the sports professor Riccaro. See you next time.